Hi gang, welcome to the final episode of Storyteller for 2020 and the final episode of Storyteller season one. I have made this episode for you three times. (laughs) I tried to... Oh my goodness, I made a like five things I've learned from Storyteller and I hated it. And then I was like, origin stories of Storyteller and I hated it. And then I tried to like project what I wanted for the new year and I hated it. So I actually just decided now to sit down and speak from the heart as much as I can. And I thought I would end Storyteller with a story for you from my own life, which I hope will give you some insight into all those things that I wanted to say with all the other different versions. So I was recently reading about something called secondary trauma, which I'd never heard uh, the word for it, but uh, secondary trauma is, uh, in this context that I was reading about it, when you are, when people are dealing with the traumatic images from the news cycle. So you've obviously got the people out in the field who are seeing these things and filming these things and interviewing these people. And then you have the teams of people who are normally in offices who are dealing with those images um, in terms, I guess, of processing them and getting them on air or into, you know, onto your social media or whatever. And um, it's the first time I've heard the word for what I went through in 2016. So I was working on acquisitions um, in Doha and a big part of my job was going through, A, watching lots of documentaries, which was like the dream. I couldn't believe I was being paid to watch documentaries. And then uh, recutting things and just, I guess, generally just being in a newsroom, even though it wasn't on the news side when you're in documentaries, you are essentially sitting in a funnel of the news and everything that's happening, especially at an international news organization, right? And as you can t- as you can imagine, like 2016, which was only four years ago, it's hard to imagine how fast the world has changed. But it was sort of um, the war in Syria was at, at at an intensity. I mean, it's ongoing. Um, the refugee crisis was was in full full swing, I don't know how else to put it, um, Boko Haram and ISIS were were producing, you know, these videos that were that were coming out and causing absolute chaos and pain in the space in the countries that they were operating in, right? So I'm sitting there dealing with all these secondary images and I just basically I think on some level ignored how they were making me feel because um, especially at the news organization I was at there were people there who were actually in these spaces and seeing these things and you don't want to come across as being too sensitive or a drama queen and to be honest it wasn't like I was going home and crying every day I was crying often but um, sort of getting on with it and not thinking about it that much. Then a whole bunch of things changed. I, I, I left. I came back for a short period of time, which was even more difficult. I, that was specifically a period of time when I was dealing with um, a Syrian and uh, Boko Haram documentaries. So there was a lot of editing of um, very violent images uh, that I was seeing sort of repeatedly. Because obviously when you, when you reversion a documentary, you're kind of going through it with a fine-tooth comb. Um, and... The reason I'm saying all of this is because I didn't think I had a reason to be upset by it. And I it's hard for me to even say that because I kind of still believe that on some level. Um, 
but it obviously got to me at some point and I hadn't realized it had gotten to me and then it started showing up in my life in funny other ways further down the road so I was having problems where like I would be I'd be like looking at a child and they'd be laughing and they would move their hand in a certain way or like move their head at a specific angle and it would almost like match up with an image that I'd seen in in one of these um either the footage that was coming in or the documentaries I was working on um or you know I'd see someone on the street and they would lift their hand in a way and I would sort of see an image of you know uh, someone being killed or something I'd seen that had like mimicked that movement and um, the way I used to describe it to well, the way I described it to the therapist that I eventually got um, was kind of like when you're a kid and you have tracing paper and when you line up the images of what you want to trace over the tracing paper it was almost like I would see something in life and it would the tracing paper would like line up with the image underneath which was like the image that had been burnt into my mind's eye this finally sort of culminated in um, a trip I was on a trip in Greece and I was sort of quite stressed for a bunch of other reasons. I'd broken my toe, I found out later. Um, and we were at like a midnight mass uh, celebration for Easter, which was so beautiful and it was so exciting and it was so amazing to be in this like different place. And um, a bunch of kids started throwing firecrackers and there was a um, ex- like, a, you know, a lot of explosions and people were screaming, screaming in a, um, you know, in a, playful way and that sounds a bit strange but like in a fun playful way and I just had a complete um I guess what you would call I would call now a panic attack which then I was struggling to manage because I felt so stupid for having one um right because I haven't been to war I haven't been in a war I haven't um been in these explosions or whatever but but it really triggered a very strong um, flight response in me, which um, I had never felt before. So that was the um, the thing that got me into therapy. And um, the reason I bring up this whole story was I went to therapy. I spoke to someone about it. They helped me understand it as like a very, <laughs> I'm even diminishing it as I say it to you, but like a mild form of, of trauma and that and the way the therapist explained it to me was like you need to you kind of need to look at it and acknowledge it because it's basically sitting somewhere in your brain and you haven't coped with it and what's happening is these things happen in your life and then um your brain's trying to find a way for you to process it so it sees that hand moving that way and it goes hey remember this remember this remember this um and i say tell you this whole story because i think what I realized, what I was thinking of today was I haven't actually thought about that stuff in a while. And I have been better because I got help. Because the culture around me, the people around me, the podcast I listened to, the people that I surrounded myself with, the spaces that I was, was in, um, made sure that getting therapy wasn't a shameful thing to do. And that it was okay to ask for help. And I didn't feel bad asking for help. I felt a bit silly. I still sometimes feel, I'm saying this to you right now. And I do feel silly. I feel like I could be judged, you know. But anyway, that is what it is. Um, I tell this story because I think that this year is going to be a year of secondary trauma. I think a lot of us 
are a lot of people may not have had someone die from COVID in their family. They might not have lost their job. They might not have, you know what I mean, had the direct pain of this year. But I just wanted to say that you can and do absorb this pain and see this pain and you're a human being and it's a beautiful wonderful thing that human beings do that they care about other people and they um find themselves struggling um with the pain of others and the world around them so one of the big things that got me through that time was in the height of working on these documentaries i had a really fantastic boss um who i deeply 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 admire and I eventually one day said to him, what is the point of us doing this? Um, it was particularly around, we had a quite, we had a violent uh, section of our documentary with Boko Haram and the, and the murders that they were, they were committing. And I sort of said, why do we have to show this one person dying? Why are we showing the worst point of this person's life? And it's not going to make any difference. Um, and he said to me, you have to have hope and I fight against that I still fight against it even as I say it now but he said to me you have to have hope because hope is all we have you have to believe that you have to keep trying because what else is there if you don't have hope and I think when he told me that I didn't quite absorb it I didn't quite I think I thought maybe thought it was a bit Pollyannish and the depth of that wisdom grows on me every year um, and with every passing moment that hope really is all that we have because if we don't have hope, what is there? And to bring this back around to Storyteller, you know, Storyteller is a hard sell because it's not about anything <laughs> particular. <laughs> it's about how and why we tell stories. And the reason I want to look at how and why we tell stories is because I think we have an opportunity now more than we ever have in the history of humankind to both tell our own stories and to change the story. And we are all exhausted. People have gone through a lot this year and it has not been even. People have been handed a lot of pain and a lot of us have gotten by relatively scot-free. But there has been a shift and something has happened and we are tired and we are exhausted. But time will move forward and things will be rebuilt. And I believe that when systems are rebuilt, they are rebuilt by the people who have the strongest intention, basically. The people who, who have the, the greatest will or power to make those things manifest. And I want to believe and hope in a world that is compassionate, that is complex, that is understanding, that strives towards something that is fair, even though it will never be reached. The striving is important to me. And what I'm looking for in each single one of these conversations is an opportunity to understand my world better and to understand the stories that I've told myself about that world better. And to do that from a space of love and joy and hope. And that is my reason for doing Storyteller. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of media out there. 
I beat myself up every single week for not making something more specific and more deliverable for you, more niche, something that like would help you hack your mornings or would make you like an excellent writer or help you start your own podcast. I I wish I was doing those things, but that's not where my heart is right now. Where my heart is right now is very open and very curious and wanting to challenge everything that I can really and my hope is for 2021 is to continue on that journey and to continue creating a space where there is thoughtful discussion and where there is love and where there is understanding and where you can see people who make change in their world and make the things that you admire and make beautiful things you can see them as human you can find out more about them you can see what makes them tick you can see the kind of obstacles they've overcome you can hear them talk about something that might just spark something in your brain and spaces like that have been my savior over all these years um podcasts books newsletters films and i wanted to make something and i wanted to make something that was good for that could make a space that could hold a space um so that is my goal for 2021 um, you know, it's that's a hard sell to translate into like Instagram memes and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, I hope this will be a space where we can all rebuild this world. And I want it to be a space where we understand that there's been pain and that there's going to be some stuff that we need to cope with and deal with. And we're going to have to look at death anew. We're going to have to look at work anew. We're going to have to look at activism anew. We're going to have to look at race anew. We're going to have to look at all of these things and in the spaces between when you wonder about these things and, and make those choices to tell your own story and change your world from the lessons that you've learned from this last year, I hope that at least this podcast can be some small 0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.0.